Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. I am back today with another episode for you, and today's episode is all about how to set boundaries. I find that setting boundaries is one of the most important things, but yet it can be so difficult to do. It can be so difficult to set and hold boundaries. So in this episode, I'm going to share some tips on how to set and communicate your boundaries. Now, do keep in mind, I am not a licensed therapist. This is all just from my own personal experiences and what I've been going through in my own personal healing journey. So I definitely recommend always seeking out professional help and guidance, okay? And take this with a grain of salt. I also wanna just note that this could trigger unhealed wounds as I do talk about some more intense topics. So if you, you know, feel like this may not be the episode for you, I definitely understand. Make sure to set that boundary and choose not to listen to this full episode if it does upset you. Okay, but if you are ready, then let's get into it. All right, so let's talk boundaries. Setting boundaries was something I always struggled with, and a lot of this again stems from, you guessed it, childhood. Growing up, I was never taught how to properly set boundaries, and a lot of times I was in situations with my own father where it felt as if boundaries were crossed. As I spoke about before in previous episodes, when I was younger, my dad got injured at work, which led to addiction to painkillers and severe depression. Because of this, my dad's mood swings were intense, and it was actually really rare for him to be in a calm, happy mood. Most of the time, he was on edge, reacting out of anger and leaving me feeling uneasy. At times, I was even afraid to be around him. So this led to me walking on eggshells around him because I didn't want to be the cause of his mood swings or anger, so I did everything I could to keep the peace. Now this was something as a child that I did to protect myself, and unfortunately, it's something I never fully healed from, because at the time, I wasn't aware of just how much my childhood affected me and my lack of boundaries. My dad also used to overshare. As a kid, he wouldn't have much boundaries when it came to talking about his personal life, so many times I became a soundboard that he would vent to. Fast forward to my adult life and even teen years, and that's when I lacked boundaries the most. I really struggled to set them. I had people-pleasing tendencies and oftentimes sacrificed my own happiness to keep the peace in many of my relationships. I also struggled to ever communicate my boundaries because as a child, whenever I did communicate my feelings, I was met with resistance and feeling as if the way I was feeling wasn't valid. So I got to a point where I didn't want to be shamed for my feelings. So I stopped speaking up altogether. And I think back to times in my life where I lacked boundaries the most and just never spoke up. Like when I was at a party and allowed a guy to touch me in ways that crossed my boundaries, but I just let it happen. I pretended to be asleep. And for the longest time, I shamed myself for allowing it to happen. But the truth is, I was paralyzed in fear at that moment. Fear of speaking up. 
fear of setting a boundary because I wasn't sure how he would react. And it triggered those wounds from childhood where I was always afraid to upset my dad and speak up. And looking back on one of my previous relationships in high school, my boyfriend at the time wanted to sleep with me when he was drunk and calling me my best friend's name. And I tried to set that boundary and say no. And yet it got turned around on me as I was pushed and called horrible names for saying no. All of these situations in my life continued to make me feel like my boundaries couldn't be taken seriously and should be left unsaid until I finally started my healing journey. Now, through my healing journey, I realized that when people lash out when I set my boundary, it's because my boundary is not benefiting them. Most of the time, people who are mad about your boundaries were using your energy in the first place. They were actually draining your energy and now they're upset by you taking away their ability to use your energy for their benefit. But your energy is yours for a reason and you get to decide how you want to use it. When you aren't setting boundaries, the other person is the one benefiting. So when you finally set those boundaries, yeah, it might cause initial reactions of anger and frustration, but I had to get to a point in my life where I realized that someone else's reactions are out of my control. It is not my job to control someone else's reactions. And when you are people-pleasing and having a lack of boundaries, it's often because you are trying to control the reaction from that other person out of fear. You don't want them upset. You don't want them to think a certain way about you or whatever else. But as you drain your energy to keep the peace, internally, your peace is non-existent. And this was happening to me. My emotions within were all over the place. I was never truly happy because I was trying so hard to keep the peace externally that I failed to recognize that external peace will never fully be until I find peace within. They say we have to grow internally before we can grow externally, and I truly believe that. As you bloom within, your external reality is going to reflect this back to you. Because as you heal, you start to become less drawn towards less than you deserve, and more drawn towards relationships with people who mutually add to your life. Before I started doing my own healing and reflecting on my own lack of boundaries, I realized that I was settling for keeping people in my life who drained my energy because I was afraid of their reaction to my boundary. We have to allow ourselves to get to a point in our life where we realize that it is not our job to make other people happy. We are not the source of other people's happiness. We can't be. Now that doesn't mean you go and treat people horribly. Absolutely not. But it simply means that you recognize that you can respect their feelings without ignoring your own. So now you may be wondering, what is a good way to set those boundaries? This was something I actually spoke with my therapist about. And actually, here's an interesting point of view for you. I was reflecting with her on how I really struggled with funerals. You know, due to dealing with loss at a young age, it was so hard for me and still is to go to funerals, as I'm sure many of us find it hard to do, but often we go anyway. I tend to feel the pain of others immensely and it triggers me and brings me back and I get anxiety and overwhelming emotions, which again, I'm sure many of us experience this. And I remember talking to her about this and she told me, you know, let me ask you something. If funerals make you feel this way, why do you go? 
And, you know, I really was like, wow, you know, that's a good point. And I said to pay my respects. And because a lot of people look at you not attending a funeral as disrespectful, depending on the person, of course, but I just always felt like it was the right thing to do. And she mentioned that this was actually me having a lack of boundaries in this situation because I was willingly draining my energy to make people think of me as respectful, that I was disrupting my inner peace to keep up with appearing a certain way to people in my life instead of stating that it was really hard for me to attend funerals. She told me that oftentimes funerals aren't for the person who passed away. They're not here anymore, right? It's closure for those who are still alive. And if I didn't need to attend a funeral to get that closure, then why put myself through it? And to be quite honest with you, I never looked at funerals from that perspective before. And I know everyone will feel differently on this topic. And I'm sure there may be some listening who are like, really, you wouldn't go to a funeral? I get it. I still have a hard time imagining myself saying no to going to a funeral because I've built up such a point of view around the fact that it's so respectful to go and disrespectful not to go. But the more I think about it, the more I realize I would need closure in different ways for different people and why am I draining my energy and that it's okay for me to set that boundary when necessary. But this is a boundary that would be so uncomfortable to set. And that's something my therapist also told me. It can feel so uncomfortable setting boundaries in the beginning when you haven't really set them before. And boundaries are going to look different for everyone because we all are different. We all have different limitations. Like in relationships, for example, someone may have a boundary of not letting their boyfriend hang out with another girl, whereas someone else may be okay with that. You can set boundaries in your life for so many things. One of my favorites is don't show up at my house unannounced. It's okay if you want to see me or my dog or my child, if I ever have a child, right? But you need to give me a heads up and I will let you know if the timing is right. Or maybe your friend is wanting to hang out, but it's so easy for you to struggle to leave because you feel bad if you have to leave early. So you set that boundary. I'd love to hang out, but I need to leave by 5 p.m. Maybe you have a friend that vents to you a lot and it's extremely draining, but you want to be there for them. So you set that boundary by saying, I understand that you are going through a lot right now and I would love to be there for you, but I don't have the capacity to show up emotionally the way you need me to in this moment. I would love to hold space for this conversation for a time when I am in a better headspace. Maybe someone at work wants you to pick up some of their slack, but you feel overwhelmed by your own. Say something along the lines of, I would love to help you out, but at this time, I have to focus on my own work. And if I have the energy to help you after I finish my work, I will. But right now, I can't. Speak up. Speak up. And remember, no is a complete sentence. The number one rule to boundaries is communicating them. Because without communicating them, we allow people to cross them. And yeah, sometimes we may think that it's an obvious boundary that shouldn't need to be communicated, but we can't assume that people understand because again, we all have different limitations. Communicating boundaries helps to clear up any misunderstandings or confusion. When it comes to communicating boundaries, I would refrain from defensive, critical, and invalidating energy. Like, let's say you have a friend who expects you to be available all the time. 
And one day she calls you and you don't answer back because you were busy. And then she calls back five minutes later and you still haven't answered. And now she's leaving a voicemail upset that you didn't answer her call. And she assumes that you were ignoring her. Again, we just want to steer clear of assuming someone else's feelings. So how should you respond in this situation to set boundaries? Well, maybe something along the lines of, hey, I noticed you just called a couple of times. I got your voicemail. I definitely understand why you may have thought I was ignoring you, but I wasn't. I was caught up in work. I would love to be available for you whenever you call, but my life has been pretty busy lately. It's nothing against you. I love you. I just have to be able to take care of myself first so I can show up the way you need me to. And then you can go from there. Remember, you can still respect someone's feelings while honoring your own. And again, some people will react out of anger to your boundaries, but I find that validating the feelings of others is important while letting them know what is not okay. A huge boundary for me is being able to have disagreements without voices being raised. So setting my boundary while honoring their feelings looks like it's okay if you disagree with me, but it's not okay for you to raise your voice at me. How you feel internally is key. And if someone is making you feel uncomfortable internally, you can set that boundary. And if they aren't okay with your boundary, then they don't need to stick around. Setting boundaries in relationships can be hard. Same with friendships because we all want friends who are supportive and who are there for us, but we all have our own shit too. So it can be hard to show up the way our friend may need us to and vice versa, which is why it's always important to communicate. Communicate if you have the capacity to show up for them the way that they need you to or not. And don't shame yourself if you aren't able to. We can't show up for other people unless we show up for ourselves first. You can't pour from an empty cup. So if you are overextending yourself in relationships, friendships, family situations, your job, it's really important you reevaluate because your energy matters. And if someone doesn't listen to you when you communicate your boundary, remove yourself from the situation. It's like that quote, I will not adjust my boundaries to meet your disrespect. Because in my book, if you disrespect my boundaries, you aren't worth my energy. I will communicate my boundary twice and by the third time, that's disrespecting or choosing to ignore. A lot of the times when we set boundaries and people aren't used to them, they will probably try to guilt you in some way. That's a test for us to remember that we are not responsible for other people's reactions. People can try to guilt all they want, but it only works if you let it. And people who genuinely care about you will not make you feel guilty for setting boundaries. They will respect it. And if they don't, then my question would be, Do they genuinely care or were they just benefiting from draining you of your energy? Is the benefit mutual? Because if it's not, that's what I call an energy vampire. And speaking of energy vampires, it's also important to set energetic boundaries and making sure you are cleansing your energy. I spoke about this in a previous episode, but to touch back on it a little bit, If you are like me, then you can relate to feeling extremely drained after hanging around large groups of people or socializing because you are like an energetic sponge taking it all in. So it's important to recharge your energy after a long day. 
I think a lot of us are like this, and one of my favorite ways to do so is through water. Water is extremely cleansing, so making sure to wash off the energy I absorbed throughout the day is so important for me. I like to take a shower or a bath, and I vision the water as this healing, cleansing light that is washing off all the negative energy that I may have absorbed throughout the day. And I then ask to reset my energy. I will also play high frequency music as sound can be extremely cleansing and healing and so can doing an energetic cleansing meditation. At the end of the day, continue to aim for creating a life that makes you feel good and don't settle for less. I hope that this episode helped you in one way or another. If it did, be sure to share it with someone who may need to hear this message. I would love to connect with you on social media. I am at LDuclos on all platforms, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S. I am sending you all of my love. Until next time.